Today on the Homeboys Podcast, we are talking about real estate and how it is cyclical. We're going to dive into how history can be a great indicator of the future. We're going to talk about how people's memories seem to fade when we're in a very long version of a cycle. And then last, we're going to talk to everybody about how they can use this information to benefit themselves. Stay tuned. You're kicking it with the Homeboys. Everybody, you're kicking it with the homeboys on the Homeboys Podcast. Today, we got a great show. We are talking about real estate being cyclical. My name is Clint Weatherill. As always, I'm here with my buddy, Scott Adams. What's happening, man? Life is good. Been uh, Had a little cold, or uh, actually, it turned out to be the flu. We're supposed so, to talk through those points. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you're right. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. You're right. And I wanted to, just, I wanted to redo mine anyway. Okay. And then you're supposed to say, what's up? Right. Okay. All right. Hey, everybody. You're kicking it with the homeboys on the Homeboys Podcast. We thank you for joining us today. We got a very exciting topic. We are talking about real estate being cyclical. Due to contrary belief, it's not always just going up, 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 and away. My name is Clint Weatherill. As always, I'm here with my buddy, Mr. Scott Adams. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be fun talking about uh, how history is such a great uh, indicator of, of what the future can be. Talk a little bit about how uh, short uh, people's memories are. When we're in one of these cycles, they, they tend to forget that it can go the other direction. And then uh, last, let's, uh, let's share with some folks some tips that they can use, uh, how they can use all this good information uh, to benefit themselves. So how are you, my friend? I'm good. I've missed you. Yeah. You've been out. I have. You've been sick. Yeah, I thought it was a cold. Sicky poo. Tested positive for the old flu. I'm on uh, day three of medicine now, so I feel I feel pretty good. I'm still, excuse me in advance, everybody, if I cough, sucking on some cough drops, but otherwise, it's good to be back. You've lost a few LBs through yeah. this whole process. That's the best part of it. We're going to start writing a, a weight loss book. Just get the flu. Just get the flu. And then you won't want to eat. You won't hold anything down. And you, you drop the weight. My youngest came home from uh, college, let's see, a week and a half ago now. And uh, I was telling her how excited I was about losing this weight. And she goes, that's, that's literally sick. It's literally sick. It, technic- like, hey, it like technically it. is. Yeah. You know, I know that you don't have a... A long-term problem with that because I set across too many meals, yeah. you know, from you. So I, love like a we, meal. I know I know exactly where your heart is when it comes when it comes to eating. But it's been quiet in here. You know, the office has been a little bit more quiet. We've uh, we've missed a few days of of recording, you know, our stuff. Man, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. We were just talking about how much we love doing this, you know, and and sharing good information and and uh, this is a real interesting topic too. This is really really hot topic right now because everywhere you look on all these social media sites, everybody's talking about how how hot real estate is, and you buy buy buy, and you leverage, and and uh, you know they're they're forgetting their history. They are forgetting their history. You know, I think a lot of it is to do with, you know, our generation, you know, just so people that don't know, we were in our mid-40s. Um, we didn't grow up with social media, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, 
you know, all that stuff. I had to think about facey space. Yeah, you know, happy match, mm-hmm. uh, facey space. You know, <laughs> space. Um, but uh, you know, we see so much you know content out there across these platforms, and I think a lot of it is posted by people that probably haven't been through you know a real estate cycle, um, but it dominates social media platforms. So it's like this whole wave of thinking that has come in. Um, very, you know, very few times that I log into anything on social media, do I hear anybody talking about what if, what if it's not this, you know, constant ride up in, in real estate or the market in general? Um, you know, it's, I think that there's, there's, a, there's not a lot of wisdom. And when I say wisdom, you know, a lot of times wisdom comes from people that have been there, done that, you know, that have been up the block a few times that, you know, have lived through, you know, um, good times and bad times. It just seems like there's not a lot of wisdom, you know, out there. So, you know, I know whenever I need wisdom, I just turn to Scott Adams. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I feel like, you know, it's uh, I'm sitting in a good spot to, to be a sponge. And I do, I joke about that, but I do mean that. You're a very smart guy. And, um, you know, I, I think you, you tell people, in a good way, but at the same time, you you level with people and let them know like the dangers of it. And I don't know. It's uh, I, I think it's easy for people to forget that real estate is cyclical. That you do see the ups and downs because we have been. Well, take for example, um, you know, uh, our, our our producer behind the camera here. You know, the last time you know real estate was bad. You know, he was, you know, like 11 years old. Right. That's true. You yeah, know, there's a whole so, generation that missed. You know, so they don't know. You know, I mean, we were, I was relatively young in my career once the, when the recession, you know, started. I was, you know, no, I guess I wasn't. I mean, I guess I was literally seven years in. Right. Um, but, uh, but you know, I, I, I know how young and naive I was during the Great Recession. I mean, we're in, a, we're in a time like that now where people just think, oh, this is how real estate is. It's just going to continue to go up. There's always going to be more demand than there is supply. And, you know, I was thinking that, you know, in 05, you know, 06, mm-hmm. we didn't see the run-up that we've seen now. But, you know, I also was sitting there when it was literally impossible to sell a house. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we people who have lived through multiple cycles, whether it's in the stock market or any ec- economic situation. Um, it's nice to sit back and listen to them and the wisdom that comes from them. And uh, you and I are lucky enough to have a couple of uh, people that are in our, our lives, uh, more than a couple, um, that have lived through even more cycles than us who, who are kind enough to really um, care about our careers and, and um, help advise us as well. But just you and I have been through a few cycles on our ourselves. And I think people have forgotten that the 2008 bubble that burst, the run-up wasn't even this strong. It wasn't even close to this, this hot leading up to it before it burst. Um, so it's, it's an unusual oh. time. And, and I near no And, and every market is different. This is, there are so many factors that are different now than, than what happened in 2008. However, there's a couple of things going on that should people should be very wary about right now, which is there's inflation and the Fed is 
actively, admittedly doing everything they can to throw a bucket of ice water on the economy. Admittedly, this isn't like some secret. They are trying to cool the economy in order to uh, tail inflation. And so you have to beware that it doesn't take much for things to, f- to flip, especially when it comes to the real estate and stock market and the economy. So I don't want, I think part of the problem is the reason that this message isn't being said out there as much is it's not fun to say, it's not fun to hear. Nobody wants to be Debbie Downer. You know, nobody wants to be that. Instead, everyone wants to talk about ways that you can get rich and ride this wave up and, and uh, you know, all the fun things. So keep in mind, we are believers in investing in real estate. However, we are realists. We base it. We base this on history. We look at the reality of what it can do. We look at what it can go negative, And then we, we come up with a plan that still works. So we're not just fear-mongering and saying, oh, we're all screwed. You know, you can't buy real estate, you know. Well, no, your first topic is history. It's not fear-mongering when you are basing what you're speaking on on factual history. Right. And we're not making anything up. I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, at what has happened in the stock market, real estate, everything, it is cyclical. You know, we we watched during the Great Recession – um, I mean, you know, California, I mean, real estate prices got cut in half. Right. Um, and we didn't quite see that here in the Midwest, but, you know, literally it cut in half. Um, you know, and it's, it's, that's, those are facts. I mean, we, we, we've seen, uh, you know, the charts on it. So, you know, I, I think that it's important for real estate investors, stock market investors, whatever you're investing in, is to look backwards, um, because, you know, it will paint a picture. Yes, if you're in it for a very long time, which we, pre- we preach long-term investing, um, you know, you should be okay. You know, the, if you look at historical data, time in market means a lot. But right now, I think everyone just thinks that this is going to continue. I hear people all the time saying, you know, don't think, buy, Right. You know, it's not about the number of assets, or excuse me, the quality of assets you have. It's about the number of assets. Um, you know, you don't need any equity in your house. Refi till you die. You know, all of these things. What happens if you take all of that advice and 2008, 9, and 10 happen? What if, what if one-tenth of 2008 happens? What, one, one quarter, just a quarter of it Correct. happens. Which is a every ten year type of event. Mm-hmm. It's just an every ten year type of event. And if you are leveraged the way that TikTok is is claiming people should be leveraged, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. You're screwed because what can happen is you you're you're over leveraged on your property suddenly. It's meaning you owe more than you can sell it for. Your, re- your stock and your savings portfolio has dropped too, so you don't want to liquidate that for cash. Um, and jobs change. So suddenly, you may have a situation where you need to move from, from, say, Florida to Portland. Well, your house is suddenly upside down, and in order to sell it, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to take losses on all your, your retirement savings or your investments. 
by selling when the market's down in order to make that up. You want to talk about a snowball that can just cause people to go bankrupt. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. And I think, you know, that's, it's what, what, uh, what upsets me the most by so much of the things that you see on social media is you get, it's the, the people that are listening are the, are the people that are looking to do something new to try to get ahead. Generally, mm-hmm. the people that are like super successful, you know, and have multiple income streams and have a nest egg, they're not the people that are listening to this advice because they don't need to. I mean, they've, they've, they've done it on their own and they're going to, they're going to continue to do it on their right. own. But instead you're getting people that, that are trying to get ahead and they listen to these gurus that say, if you have any cash on hand, you're an idiot. We just watched a clip just mm-hmm. a second ago. Some, you know, a, a very prominent guy calling out anyone that keeps any cash. You know, and I'm not talking about physical cash. I'm talking about you know savings. You know, different things. Right. Um, you know, call, calling them an idiot. So you know, someone that has you know ten thousand dollars saved up, you know, to their names, and they listen to these gurus that they're getting paid with their books and their speaking engagements and all of this, and they think, oh well, I'm silly for having this reserve account. Right. You know? So I'm going to I'm going to get rid of this and get into something, you know, and you know, my personal opinion is you know, the market is exceptionally high right now. And we've seen a little bit of pullback here lately like in the S&P and Bitcoin and all and some of the the crypto and all that stuff, but I don't know. I think that a lot of the advice, especially when you know looking at real estate investing is just simply dangerous it's, it's dangerous everyone is trying to take things right to the edge and it's a really weird behavior we 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 see it usually after long successful um, long term ups in the market you see this behavior where you, truly the world forgets that things can go wrong and so Lever- over leveraging and taking things right to the edge only works in an up market. It does not work in reality because in reality, there is no such thing as an up market. Markets are cyclical, period. It is just a fact. They just, they're cyclical. They go up, flat, down. They don't just go one direction. And so this, all of this, this advice that's being pitched out there is taking people to the edge. And when there is a pullback, there is going to be a lot of people who are hurt by this advice. And the, the worst part is the people who are going to be the most hurt by the vi- advice are middle Americans, are normal middle to middle upper income people who have listened to this, trying to get from middle, middle upper to the riches. And it's sad that this stuff sells so much. Now, we're not all negative. You know, cycle, you, you can forget you know, that, that things go up and down. There's ways to make money through all of this while not having to be right on the edge. You don't have to be on the edge. You don't have to be stupid. You can do it conservatively and get to where you want to be. That's the worst part is there's no reason to act this way. So, you know, just, just kind of hitting this home. Part of what you're saying is that since we've been on this elevator ride, you know, for over a decade, the people have forgotten, you know, what bad times are like. Correct. 
you know, I would also say, well, first of all, I'd say that it's true. I would also say that a lot of what you see, you know, is people that just don't know because they've not lived, you know, through a cycle. That's true. But, you know, you, 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 you couple both of those together. And, you know, I don't know, it frustrates me because, you know, you and I have talked about it on here before, how generally the public doesn't like to see other people successful. And you and I have never been like that. You know, we've always, you know, I, I get, I, I love seeing people succeed. I love seeing hard work, you know, pay off. And we celebrate you know, it. We celebrate openly, it all the time. Openly, yeah. So I, you know, I'm scared of what the, all of these bad moves are going to mean to so many people, you know, in a very short period of time, in my, in my opinion. Uh, we watched a clip, um, you know, we do uh, more on real estate and on more on real estate. There was a guy talking about how uh, 2023 is going to be a, you know, a long recession year. Right. Um, and I, I mean, the guys had a lot of intelligent points. It was really, really, really sharp. He, he's you clearly know. been in the market, both real estate and investing in the stock market for, for over 20 years. You, mm-hmm. He was just an intelligent guy. And he's saying what just about anybody I know that's been around a long time and, and has been an, an investor, whether it's real estate or in the mar- stock markets or whatever, um, is saying, which is great. The run-ups are great, you know, good for everybody. Mm-hmm. We love it. However, it's cyclical. It doesn't last. It goes down. It goes up. And you have to have a strategy to survive all of that. And the it's real simple, those strategies. But you can't let your memory fade or you can't um, – if you're going – if you're new to investing, you're in your 20s, you just have to look at history and be aware that the market is what the market is and the market is going to do what the market is going to do, which is – it's going to go up and down. It's not up. And you're not necessarily saying don't do anything. Just stay on the sidelines. Not at all. Right. The opposite, in mm-hmm. fact. There's always value that can be found in any market. You and I are very blessed in the fact that we believe in evolve or die. We do not sit still during market changes. We don't sit still during up markets. We throw stuff against the wall. Our philosophy, yours and my philosophy... And keeping, I have to admit, when I first met you decades ago, I was really impressed with the way that you had adapted when 2008 happened. There was, there was maybe two other people in the market in our area that I saw adapt, and you adapted further and faster than they did, and it was really neat to see. So I learned a lot of it from you watching you adapt. And I think you should quickly share kind of your story, what you did when 2008 happened, what you were doing before, what happened in 2008, how you adapted. And that can be an example. I think that, that you know, that's good. I mean, we, we're, we want to drive home how can um, someone use the knowledge of this market being cyclical, you know, to their advantage. Um, so, you know, part of my story is basically that I was just, I was just an idiot. I didn't, I didn't know any better. I was, I, I didn't pay attention to real estate being cyclical at that time. Right. The one thing that worked out for me was evolve or die, like you just said. And I think that a real estate investor always has to be on their toes to pivot because if you're going to say, I'm only doing this and this is all I'm going to do for my entire career, most likely it's not going to end up well for you. You have to adapt to the market. So 100% true. Right. So I, I, um, 
I wanted to flip houses, you know, shortly after uh, after college. So I went into flipping houses and was relatively success- successful at it. You know, it was it's not something you see on TV. You know, flip this house, all that stuff. I mean, that's complete BS. That's not how the real world works. If you love those shows, enjoy watching those shows. That's fine, but just realize that's not how that's not how it is. But anyhow, um, relatively successful. Um, I got called a dozen clients that were interested as well, and they wanted me to help them achieve the same thing that I was doing. So I'd find them a foreclosure. Um, I would be the GC to uh, to fix it up for them, and then I would resell it. It was awesome. I mean, I was like a one-man one man realtor general contractor. It was incredible. It was the best job ever. Um, you were happy as could be. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, it, I, I loved it. I was making great money. Mm-hmm. I was making people happy. Um, it was just, it was just amazing. Um, I enjoyed riding around in your car with you during those times. Oh, was, we, we were competitors. Correct. I'd, I'd spend days with you. I'd just take you around, out. show you the different ones. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a house I'm it's doing fun. for a doctor. This is a you yeah. know a house I'm doing for a teacher. You know, this is, but uh, but anyhow, um, our houses stopped selling. You know, we know what happened in um, you know leading up to the Great Recession, and then definitely through the Great Recession. Um, so the if we were if we just would have been house flippers, our for sale signs would have stayed in the yard, and our prices would have continued to be dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped till we sold until we would have lost a lot of money. You know, if you if we had to sell the houses, but instead of selling the houses, we switched our for sale signs out for for rent signs, and we started leasing houses, and I became a property manager, you know, overnight. Let me uh, pause you there. Yeah. You were not over leveraged. Your clients, you you really preached against letting them over leverage so that you could adapt. Correct. Never over leveraged. Um, and it's a great point. But um, then we we leased out a lot of those uh, all of those houses. I built a, a very large um, you know rental portfolio through through those times. Yes, you did. Um, wasn't cashing any checks. No checks. Um, you know, none of my clients were. I mean, yeah, you get some cash flow, you know, here and there. But, uh, you know, but you're, I'm coming out of a period where I was flipping all these houses and, you know, I was making good money. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're not, you're not making anything. But, and I want everyone to hear this, uh, went to where I was not making any money, um, was paying down the debt aggressively on those houses. If I did have cash flow, it went to the debt. I paid them off, you know, quickly. Um I got to where in 10 years I owned 25 homes free and clear that came in coming out of that great recession. So millions of dollars of real estate. Millions of dollars. And it was, it was easy. I mean, we just, we just held the properties. We didn't take, we we weren't taking money um, out of the properties, weren't refining till we die and all this BS that you hear, you know, it, it, it was, we were conservative about it and, you know, Accelerated you know. debt pay down. That is that is the worst nightmare of people on TikTok. They would call it they would tell you you are the dumbest person on the planet. Yeah, yeah and I, I'd tell them, well, you know, I'm a millionaire. I I um, by all accounts I'm in the top one percent of wage earners right. based off of the way I think, um, which is slow and steady and stay the course. Um, so I don't know if you want more than that, then, you know, yeah, we're probably not the podcast for you. We're probably not the guys, you know? So if you mean, but if that were attractive to somebody, you know, we can make it easy. 
you know, it, real estate does not have to be hard. But if you have to be in and out and in and out to, to do all this, I mean, we're not your guys. We're not your guys. You know, if saving, if you think that people that save um, are stupid, don't listen. I, I don't want you listening. Yeah. I don't want your comments because I don't have time for it. But we've seen this work. Unless so. your mind is open. If you think that way, but your mind is still open, we'd love to bring you over to the good side. The water's warm. Maybe. I'd still, I, I probably still wouldn't like <laughs> You I still, probably want still wouldn't want him. Just, you probably not. Yeah, I mean, just I, kiss off. You know, just, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not at a point in my life where I'm If they're I, young, though, for, we've got to save some of these youngsters. I know. I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. Yeah. If you're set in your ways and you think that way, yeah, don't listen. If you're young and you think that way, listen to us for a while. Let us help you. <laughs> Let us save you from what. It's so you could frustrating because you know we've 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 hit a stride on social media and we're very gracious. We've you know we've we've gained a lot of followers and people are watching us and listening to us and thank you all for 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 making this happen for us. But you know, sometimes late at night I go down and I read through some of these comments, you know, yes. and I've learned that you have to take it as comedic. You have to you have to laugh at it or you're going to drive yourself crazy. But it's amazing. You know, how many people living in their parents' basements want to lecture me on how to do this? Right. You know, it's amazing. You know, like, <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the redneck in me wants to go down in their parents' basement and pull them out by their hair, you know, and, yeah. and beat the crap out of them. But uh, your dad would you have know, pulled them out of their basement by their hair and put them to work. That's right. You know, no, absolutely. He would have put you them know, to work and said, listen, you know, get off your keyboards and get to work. I think back to uh, you and I when we were in our 20s, we were very similar in a lot of ways. We spent a lot of time uh, drinking beers at bars, but we both... Way too much time, but, but a lot of time. But we both would end our days almost the same way. We would spend three to four hours every night working on the computer after mm -hmm. having worked all day. So we would mix in some drinking, but I we were just talking about how I would go home after being at the bars on Friday nights sometimes and spend four hours, you know, looking up foreclosures and finding deals and doing all of that. I oh, mean, there's no way I could do that. It was either. Yeah. It well, was either, you were all in. It was on either. All, yeah. I mean, like if I, yeah. once I started, I couldn't stop. You yeah. Know, I stinks. would go out. I could <laughs> have four drinks, go home and then work. No, I was, but I would be the, I'd, you know, if I was like in my younger days when I was, you know, getting into real estate, you know, I'd work till midnight you know, then have some beers, then be up at eight o'clock the next morning, get, get, you, did. get you know, get, yeah. getting into it. But, you know, I don't know. It, it was, it was a unique time. And we're talking about cyclical real estate here and how real estate yeah. is cyclical. Um, you know, it's interesting to talk about because I say it on here all the time. It's amazing how fast our real estate careers have like just evaporated. Sure. Like we've, we've been in this for a very long time, but you know, we're talking about pre-recession days didn't feel that long ago. No. I mean, no. I can't Feels believe like it. I mean, you know, it's 18 years ago. Which, you know, it's uh Which can uh, let me put put that in terms of a tip that p people can use at home, which is time goes fast with real estate, faster than you think. And if you're willing to pay down your debt service on long-term cash flowing assets, you won't believe how quickly you can become a millionaire. You won't believe how quickly. And that's with doing the opposite of over leveraging. That's with under leveraging. That's being conservative and paying it down. Yeah. Will you get the jet airplane? No, you won't have that. If you want to do that, then you can try leveraging everything and hope that the timing doesn't bite you in the ass. But if you want to do it conservatively, regardless of these market ups and downs, you can do it. And 
you can adapt along the way. You can always find value for long-term real estate investments. One of the things ways we've adapted lately, for an example, so for the last 10 years, we could find foreclosures for much less than the cost to build a property. So you could buy a house that costs $100,000 to build for for say $60,000 and we could put 20 grand into it and we would have a almost brand new property by the time we're done with it for 80,000 that's worth 100. A lot of value there. So we were scooping those up for our clients for years and years. Mm-hmm. Well, the tide has turned a little bit. Pro- values and prices have gone up to the point now where suddenly Clint and I are able to build brand new properties for less than their value, for less than their worth, and do that for our clients. So uh, as an example, we're building 134 townhomes for our clients right now that they are the person, we are the contractor building it for them. And they are building these for much less than the value that's in them. So we adapt depending on those markets and you should too. But my point is, is that there is always value somewhere out there in the market. And if you are a long-term cash flow investor, which is what we strongly suggest, you can find value out there. So it's not all doom and gloom, but you have to be real about this. You have to admit that the markets change, that the markets go down, and you have to protect yourself for those down periods because you don't know what will happen. You don't know if you'll have a job loss and your income will turn off for a while. And when that happens, maybe your tenants hit some hard times too because that usually comes with the down economy. So you need to have some reserves to get through those bumpy periods. If you do this conservatively and the and the roadmap that we lay out for for you, we promise you, you will get there. It's just, it's a little more conservative and slower, but boy, is it nice to sleep well at night and to have a nice balance sheet. Or on the other hand, if you're looking for that Gulfstream, that, you know, Ferrari, you know, or that yacht, there is a douchebag guru out there on social media just waiting for you. Mm-hmm. you know, there's plenty of them yeah. out there. Um, and he'll take your dollars so fast. <laughs> I think that that's what makes us unique. And I know we're getting to the end of our show here, but we're not selling anything. We're not out there trying to say, you know what, if we can just get someone to, to listen to us, then maybe they'll buy our products. We're not selling our audience. We are literally giving you the expertise that we've had in a combined 40 years of being in this business. These gurus, they're all selling something, all of them. It's this guy that, you know, I, I make fun of him quite a bit because he's always, you know, pulling up in a six-wheel car, and he's got this, like, he's a pretty big guy, and he's wearing like a, like Alpha a, male. Like a kid's medium shirt. It's like, <laughs> oh, you know, and he's talking about physique competitions and stuff. Uh-huh. And he always ends everything with... If you have at least $150,000 in your 401k IRA or equity in your home, please join me on my private event this Saturday. I'm going to show you my five wealth building strategies. If you join that guy for his private event, your money is going to evaporate into oblivion. (laughs) Do yourself a favor. Get the kids in the backyard, some s'mores, make some s'mores with the money that you're going to blow because you're going to get more enjoyment out of setting it on fire than you are, you know, going to a guy like this. It's just laughable, some of the advice. Let's take your retirement account and invest with me. Let's take the equity in your home and invest with me. Don't ever have any cash in the bank. That's silly. Invest with me. 
I'm sick of it, man. It's like, but the what crazy is people believe this, huh? Maybe I should I drain my 401k and invest with this guy. It's funny. Maybe I should pull all the equity out of me and my wife and kids' home mm-hmm. and invest with this douchebag wearing a dollar right. bill, a hundred dollar bill shirt. Right. It's got you know hundred dollar bills all over it. Uh-huh. He he flies a jet. Why wouldn't you give How him your money? How crazy are these people? I mean, people are like, oh, yeah. And then, like, we say something on, on, on social media. I'm getting fired up now. We say something on social media. People what just a, shit all one over of, us. One, of, one of the comments was, these guys don't get cash flow. Yeah. <laughs> these guys don't yeah. get cash flow. Right. Are you serious? Right. Cash flow. You know, but I'm going to invest with the, with the, with the orange D-bag here that's, uh, that's, that's uh, you know, right. bro, bro, invest, invest. You know, it's, People it's, like to be a part of things. I, and he makes them feel like they're a part of things. You know what they're a part of? They're a part of his paying for his jet bill. You know, they're a part of paying for the gas bills on all his vehicles. It's it's exciting. I think back to when when I was in high school or college, and who was the guy on the yacht <laughs> who had the the infomercials at night? Yeah, Richard, not Richard Sheets. Carlton Sheets, Carlton was Sheets one, had one, but he wasn't as flashy. I know the as guy. The, it was an Asian guy. Yes, and he had like darker hair, kind yeah. of pulled back. Uh, and he would glasses. be on the front of a yacht with girls surrounding him, Correct. selling real estate. You you cash it out, hundred ten percent financing. It's the same things over and over. These clowns. People, they don't know better. There aren't a lot of people like us saying, hey, real estate's up and down, blah, blah, blah. You know, there aren't a bunch of real, a lot of realists out there. There weren't people like us before. And thankfully, because of things like podcasts and social media, maybe people like us with a normal message, with the reality, will start to catch more fire. Because these douchebags are costing middle America tons of dollars. Do you have any idea what you're talking about? I don't. I don't. Gosh. I just need to follow one of these. You don't. Gurus. You don't. You don't understand cash flow. Do I don't understand <laughs> cash flow. Oh, those guys yeah. don't understand cash flow. I hate showing off wealth, but there's a big yeah, part of me that like wants us wants me to post our bank accounts or something like just a live view of our checking accounts, just to just you know. I don't know. It's just like I said, you know. We're not selling anything. Yeah. You know, we're not. This isn't a, a get-rich-quick s- scheme. We're not. Uh, we're not pushing some education se- seminar. If you want that, there's plenty of people out there for you. You know, if you want sound real estate advice that doesn't have to be that difficult to do, you got to stay in it for the long term. That's what the homeboys preach. But uh, but anyhow, we got a little fired up on the show. That is our show for today. Um, keep in mind. Real estate is cyclical. That means that this elevator ride is not going to continue and continue and continue. There are ups and downs. And make sure you pay attention to it. But you can make a lot of money along the way regardless. If you follow conservative, simple tips and you stick with people who have made it through those kinds of times, we can show you the way. You'll be fine. Keep watching the homeboys. It's a revolution. (laughs) Peace.